The man worked six days a week and saw no need to spend the seventh in church. In truth, he was mad at God and didn't want to give him the time of day. The truck's brake squealed briefly as it stopped. Dutch rolled down his window. Cold morning to be gadding about the streets, Pastor. Have a girlfriend tucked away somewhere? Ignoring his sarcasm, Zeke pushed his cold hands into his pockets. This is the best time to pray. Well, hellfire and hallelujah. Don't let me stop you from doing your business. He barked a hard laugh. Zeke came closer. I saw Sharon yesterday. Dutch let out his breath. Then you know she's not doing too well. No, she's not. Unless there was a miracle, she didn't have much time left. She would rest easier if she weren't so worried about her husband, but saying so right now would only make Dutch more belligerent. Go ahead, Pastor. Invite me to church. You already know the invitation is always open. Dutch wilted slightly. She's been after me for years. Right now, all I feel like doing is spitting in God's face. She's a good woman, the best I've ever known. If anyone deserves a miracle, Sharon does. Tell me what help God is giving her. Her body will die, Dutch, but Sharon won't. He saw the flicker of pain and knew the man wasn't ready to listen to more. Want help unloading the truck? Thanks, but I think I can manage on my own. Dutch ground the gears, uttered a vile word, and drove down the alley. The child came in a rush of slick warmth, spilling from her body, and the young woman gasped in relief. The iron-clawing embrace was gone, leaving her time to catch her breath. Panting in the shadows beneath the bridge, she looked up between the steel supports to the star-studded sky. The baby lay pale and perfect in the moonlight, on a dark blanket of earth. It was too dark to see whether it was a boy or girl, but then, what did that matter? Body feverish, the young woman struggled out of her thin sweater and laid it over the infant. A cold breeze was blowing in. Zeke pulled up the collar of his jacket. He walked along Mason, across first and down McMurray, back up second, toward Good Samaritan Hospital. The bridge came to mind, but it was in the other direction. During summer months, he often crossed over to Riverfront Park, especially when the camp was full of visitors living in pitched tents at the small adjacent campground. No one would be in the campground this time of year, with temperatures dropping and leaves falling. The darkness was loosening, though it would still be a while before the sun rose. He should be turning for home, but the bridge loomed in his mind. Zeke changed direction and headed for the bridge and Riverfront Park. He blew into his hands. He should have worn gloves this morning. He stopped at the corner, debating whether to go to the bridge or make his way home. He always showered and shaved, before sitting down to breakfast with Marianne and Joshua.
Going to the bridge now would mean he'd get home late. He felt a sense of urgency. Someone needed help. It would only take ten minutes to walk to the bridge, less if he quickened his pace. He wouldn't have any peace unless he did. Shivering violently, the young woman rolled up her car window, knowing she would never be free of guilt and regret. Her hand shook as she turned the key she had left in the ignition. She just wanted to get away from this place. She wanted to cover her head and forget everything that had happened, everything she had done wrong. Turning the steering wheel, she pressed down too hard on the gas. The car skidded to one side, sending a rush of adrenaline through her. She corrected quickly as the wheels shot pebbles like bullets into the park. Slowing, she turned right.